Hello, welcome to season two of Embracing Matters. I'm your host, Christy Schlegel. Good morning and welcome to the second season of Embracing Matters. My life has had some ups and downs in it, and I had stepped away from the podcast for a little bit, but I am back and very excited to be back with you, so thank you for joining me again. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, My life would not be the same without my husband and my two kiddos, so shout out to them today. Um, Happy Valentine's Day. I'm in love with love. And for Valentine's Day, as luck would have it, I decided to do my podcast on nothing other than betrayal. So um, I actually had not decided to do it on betrayal today, but it just so happened that this is the day I picked up my um, phone and started recording this podcast. So we are going to do betrayal on Valentine's Day and hopefully you will love it. You can totally give me some feedback on it. Um, I would love that. So what's the definition of betrayal? The definition of betrayal is breaking or violation of a presumptive contract, trust, or confidence that produces moral and psychological conflict in a relationship. This it could be anything. There's all kinds of types of betrayals, sexual infidelity, emotional affair, lying, lying by omission, breaking promises, siding with someone else on an important matter, backstabbing, not being present in a relationship. There's all types of betrayal. Um, we are going to talk about uh, really just in the context of lying, but it could be or lying by omission. But we could be talking about all of those different types of betrayal um, as we are going along here. So why does someone betray us? Excuse me. There are all kinds of reasons that people betray us. One of them could be fear. They are afraid of being on the receiving end of anger or punishment. So the thing that comes to mind here is when your kids, your little kids or your teenagers, they lie to you, a little white lie. Um, another betrayal, yes, but it's it's a smaller betrayal that we can absolutely forgive and forget, right? So, you know, they break a little something and they leave out that they broke it. Like, let's say they broke a, a mug and they glue it back together and put it back in the cabinet. Don't tell us about it, Right. They are afraid that they are going to be on the receiving end of the parent's anger or the parent is going to punish them for some reason. So that's the kind of betrayal um, that brings about the idea of fear for me. I'm sure there are other kinds of a betrayal that uh, fear could get the best of you. But another reason people betray or lie to us is guilt the activity that caused them to lie in the first place. So in my mind, this is more like 
the sexual affair. They started the affair because their behavior or they had that behavior because they weren't getting their needs met at home and they felt guilty. They didn't want to tell you that. And then all of a sudden they find those needs and wants met in someone else. And so then they have more guilt built up, you know, and that caused them to lie in the first place. And so they don't want to share the whole truth. Uh, another reason people betray us is their their shame. They're, repu- they're afraid that their reputation is going to be damaged or how they'll be perceived if the entire truth is known. Um, as we, you know, start betraying people, you know, it brings into mind just um, the fact that you want to lie because you're ashamed of the absolute truth. Um, you're ashamed of how people will perceive you, so you you lie or betray someone. Another reason is to gain sympathy or protect your self-interest, so that's otherwise, of course, known as selfishness and selfish reasons. Maybe they have a lack of respect for you, and they betray you because they don't necessarily respect you. <clears throat> Maybe they want to make a relationship unbalanced. Maybe they want more power in their relationship than they have. Um And on this level, there is a story that comes to mind. I was listening to another podcast by Jamie Primack Sullivan, and she was talking about narcissists. And of course, we know narcissists betray us all of the time. Um, They groom us in order to be able to betray us. But she was talking about narcissists in in specific um, relation to betrayal. And she was talking about this woman who had become friends with her roommate and they were really good friends. And the, the roommate preyed on her, um, on her trust and she gained her trust. And, um, the, the woman was getting married and she told the roommate, you know, she was up for promotion at work and they worked together. I want to fill in that backstory. They worked together, but she was telling the roommate that, you know, she was a little afraid that she might not be able to give her new marriage her all. That roommate was actually her, her maid of honor in her wedding. And when the couple got married and went on um, their honeymoon, The roommate then went to the boss and said, you know, so-and-so is really afraid she won't be able to give this job her all because she is afraid, you know, she will be putting too much time in on her marriage and then won't be able, (coughs) excuse me, to pay attention to her job. And so, therefore, I would like to have this promotion. And so the boss gave her the promotion and you can imagine this woman's surprise when she got back from her honeymoon and figured out that this narcissist friend of hers preyed upon her and actually got her promotion. So she betrayed her. She not only had a lack of respect for her, but she wanted her relationship to be unbalanced. And so um, she wanted more power and she got it because she actually got the promotion, became the boss. And then had the unbalanced relationship with her friend. Um, And she also, you know, tried to pull the wool over her eyes a little bit, which is another reason people betray us. So all of these things, (coughs) excuse me, have me thinking of, you know, like murder shows. We watch a lot of murder shows in my house. And you're always watching these people. They lie about like money. Let's say, for instance, money, whether it's a partnership in a business or 
the wife or the husband, you know, they've paid the bills and they're, they're going to go bankrupt and, you know, they've got loads and loads of debt. And the only, the only way that they can recoup their debt is to kill their spouse or to kill their partner and keep them from learning about it and to keep them from knowing about it, which is yes, absolutely humongous betrayal. But all of these reasons, you know, play into why they end up murdering someone instead of just coming out with the truth and facing their demons. So, um, you know, when somebody you care about has broken your trust, it really has different feelings. Um, and so there's all kinds of feelings. There's disappointment, there's shock, there's devaluation, there's all kinds of different feelings. And so what do we do about these feelings? I want to talk to you a little bit about what we do with our feelings and and how we can kind of try to um, heal maybe from it. Betrayal is a huge thing. Even sometimes our kids, they betray us and it feels bigger at the moment. Of course, you're going to forgive your kids, but as you're as your relationship grows and changes and your kids grow and change, even that can have such an effect, like when they become adults and they do something to betray you or betray your trust, like maybe they steal money from you or maybe they, um, you know, they go to college and maybe they change majors and they didn't discuss it with you and you feel like, they need to discuss those really important decisions with you and you feel betrayed. How are you going to get over that, right? How are you going to heal? Of course, with kids, very different than a partner. You know, if a partner is lying to you um, or is having an emotional affair, is having a sexual affair or is lying to you about money or, you know, something really important in your marriage or your partnership, that's going to be a little harder to get over. But I'm going to go over some things with you and some ways to um, try to move forward. One of the very first things that we've talked about it in the podcast before is naming those feelings. Because when you have whatever feeling you're having, once you name it, it takes just a bit of the sting out of it and you kind of know what you're dealing with. Um, you know, you could have Again, all kinds of feelings. You could have anger, sadness, shock, fear, disgust, um, insecurity, shame. Like you might actually feel shame and blame yourself for allowing someone to treat you that way. You may be confused. You know, it just doesn't make sense to you as to why somebody would betray you. Like why would the person you love most in your life betray you? Or why would your best friend or just a friend, why would that person betray you? And how could you not know? And all of those feelings, um, how could they? You know, you might have a sadness of a sense of loss from that from that relationship. And so if you do have a sense of loss, making sure that you grieve over that relationship the way it was is really important. So um, naming your feelings is the first step to healing, whether that's healing, you know, healing on the inside um, or trying to heal that relationship. Naming those feelings first is, is your first and most important goal. The next thing we need to do 
is allow ourselves to feel whatever feelings we have, um, whether it is anger, disgust, fear, shock, insecurity, shame, whatever disappointment, whatever feeling that we have at the time that we have it, we need to allow ourselves to have that feeling because we need to be true to ourselves. Yes, that person was not true to us. They betrayed us. They lied to us. How could they? But you need to take care of yourself. And so allowing yourself to just feel, no matter what that means or what that is, allowing yourself to feel those feelings, really important. So then grieving your relationship is never going to be the same. Now with your kids, your little white lies betraying you a little here and there, that is not a big deal. But when somebody, and you can get over that and forgive them and forget that and, and <clears throat> you know, have that as growing pains within your relationship, that's great. That's fine. Um, but that's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm really talking about emotional affairs, um, sexual affairs lying about money, lying about something that's really important in your relationship, not telling the truth, breaking major promises, um, not being completely present in a relationship. Again, whether that's friendship or with a romantic partner or a physical partner, it's really important here. But no matter what, your relationship is never going to be the same. You're going to have to start back at ground zero a little bit. And you're going to have to redefine your relationship and redefine your boundaries and redefine so many things about that relationship. Um, I had a a couple come into my office a few weeks ago and they were at their breaking point and they were ready to just separate and divorce right then and there. And, you know, I spent three hours with them that evening and we really talked through a lot of things, a lot of betrayal, um, a lot of just emotional things that, that they really felt very betrayed about. And, um, we really had to go back to square one and, and I had to go back to the basics with them and say, okay, we have got to grieve your relationship the way it was because it is no longer the way it was. It's no longer the way it was when you guys first met or when you guys first married. Um, there is some betrayal here. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of anger. And so now we have to redefine your relationship and redefine the parameters of your relationship. And um, they are doing that and working on that as we speak. So um, they had to have a grieving process and that grieving process continues as they work. As you work on your relationship, as you work maybe to not even have a relationship with a person anymore, you really have to grieve the relationship as it was. Um, I also had someone come into my office a few years ago who had a relationship with her sibling and, you know, it was a very strong relationship at one point in time, but they both got married and they grew apart and things happened over the course of time and they really, neither one trusted each other anymore. And they had to grieve that relationship 
the way that it was when they were younger, when they were at home together, when, you know, they idolized each other for different reasons. Um, They really had to grieve that relationship. And then the sister came in with her to therapy and, and we really started working on building a new relationship from scratch. So grieving that relationship and feeling those feelings is really important. Next thing, um, you, you possibly need to take time away from the person. Avoid them both physically and electronically, which is really important also. Uh, getting on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat and seeing what all of these people are up to or what these people who betrayed you are up to with other people or <coughs> stalking them or checking to see if they've messaged you Um or even with your text messages, you know, just taking time away, both physically and um, electronic, electronically. So that means don't message them or chase them on social media because you need to get totally away from them and have a have a little bit of a clean break so that you, um, you know, can really examine and and look at yourself and look at the relationship and really examine where things are coming from and and how possibly you contributed, but also how they contributed and how you can, like what were the red flags and how you can hopefully prevent that from happening again, either within that relationship or within another one. The next thing, this is a biggie. Do not seek revenge. You can absolutely be angry and have your feelings, but revenge prolongs healing. Trying to inflict the same pain or suffering on your betrayer will only make you feel worse. Instead, try to focus on karma. People who betray you are not worth your time and energy. And somewhere down the road, someone is going to do the same thing to them. Or they are going to get their comeuppance is what I like to call it. And that's called karma. You know, someone who... Um, betrays you and leaves you in the lurch, whether that be a friend or a sibling or um, an intimate partner, somebody who leaves you is going to face the same thing in all probability down the road. They're going to get wrapped up in someone so much at some point that they're not going to see it coming Or if they're a narcissist, they're going to get wrapped up with another narcissist and they're not going to see it coming because they are good at, they're the ones that are good at manipulating, but karma is going to bite them in the butt. And when it does, they're going to think of what they did to you. So that's the revenge. You don't need to actually seek it out because again, it prolongs your healing and you don't need to do that to yourself. If you need to get professional help. You might need to talk through what's happened, um, but talking talking to someone that just takes your side instead of walking you through it as a neutral might add fuel to the fire and keep you hyped, keep you hyped up about it. So um, just like my couple that I was talking about that came into my office with lots of betrayal and ready for divorce, what I found with that couple is that they had talked to people in their church. They had talked to their 
um, relatives and their relatives and people in their church just kept them and their friends just kept them all hyped up all the time instead of focusing on the relationship. So getting professional help um, is the way to go there. So then the next the next thing that you can do to maybe help yourself, you might actually have to cut ties with somebody who is a repeat offender. Um, whatever you choose, whether that's to forget and forgive or forgive, I mean, and maintain a relationship will be based on many things. How much you value the relationship, the severity of the betrayal. Can you move forward? Did they confess or did you find out from another source? The relationship itself, <coughs> excuse me, is it a spouse, a child, a parent, or other family member, a friend, acquaintance? Chances are the betrayer is already hiding from you in a sense. They aren't calling you or texting you as much. They're avoiding you. Um, and so you might just need to cut ties with that person. And that does not feel good, but sometimes it is necessary. One of the next things that you can do is reflect on yourself, which I touched a bit on. And reflect on your thoughts and feelings and your behaviors. What am I feeling? What are my options? What will matter in the future? Uh, what's more proactive? Why questions might give you a victim mentality where you focus on who to blame and makes a person ruminate more. Uh, you will want to move forward, not to stay stuck in it. So thinking about it over and over is not going to change the outcome. So you don't want to give those why questions, but more of the what, okay? What am I feeling? What are my options? What will matter in the future? You know, what questions, again, are more proactive where why questions give you a victim mentality? So the next thing is definitely to try be a real, be realist about it. Try to be realistic. Don't idolize the past. Accept that there were problems before the betrayal. Even if you idolize the person at one time in your life, accept they're not worthy of idolizing now and um, accept the fact that you have to, to move forward in some form or fashion. Take care of yourself. You need to eat well. You need to enjoy the things in life. Um, get sleep. Get exercise. If all else fails and you have the guts to do it, Talk to them. Communicate how you're feeling. Communicate how the actions made you feel. But when you do that, you need to focus on those I statements. I feel, I feel, I want, I need. Not you make me feel. You do this to me. You do that to me. Because the you stuff, you are actually victimizing yourself and giving them a lot of power. You made me feel betrayed and like I couldn't trust anyone ever again. That gives them a whole lot of power and you need to take your power and run with your power. Um, don't give away, don't give away that power. You need to keep that for yourself. Um, and then focus on, can you forgive them? Of course you will expect an apology, but if a person is truly sorry, they will acknowledge your actions acknowledge their actions, they will um, accept responsibility to the full extent. They will not seek to justify their actions. They will share the, the responsibility there. They will understand how they hurt you and your perception. They will demonstrate remorse and how they speak 
They will try to make things right and they will try to improve communication. Some people just absolutely, unequivocally cannot apologize or accept any blame for any wrongdoing, such as a narcissist. If a person cannot put themselves in your shoes, see your perceptions, accept any responsibility, they will, you will never get any type of closure. So you may need to consider how much effort you dedicate to this relationship. If it's a family member, you can be cordial at family gatherings, but you don't have to put in a lot of effort into, require, into repairing the damage. Again, also, um, you know, with a spouse or a partner, you will want to look at that and really, really decide how much effort you want to put into that. No matter what, you have to forgive yourself for the blindness that let others betray you. Sometimes a good heart doesn't see the bad. And with that, I'm going to just end because that just sums it all up. Sometimes a good heart doesn't see the bad. When you yourself are a good person and you strive to do what's right and you strive to treat everyone the best that you can possibly treat them, you don't see it coming from other places. And in that, you can have faith and respect yourself and respect everyone else. And with that, you know you are a good person. So again, if you've ever been betrayed by anyone, big or small, sometimes a good heart doesn't see the bad. It doesn't see the bad coming. How would you expect that? So just look for the red flags, forgive yourself, and try to move on the best way possible. Thank you so much for joining us today on the first episode of season two, Embracing Matters. I'm your host, Christy Schlegel. You can find me at christyschlegelcounseling.com. That is K-R-I-S-T-I-S-C-H-L-E-G-E-L counseling.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.